Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. At least it's morning for me. This is Maricela Morales with Everything Stay at Home Mom, the blog and the podcast. Um, it's actually turned into not a whole lot of either this year, unfortunately. And we've slowly tapered off. Um, I was looking at the history of our episodes, and we started strong in 2013, went strong, pretty strong to 2014 and 2015. But unfortunately, um, pretty much the past two years, things have really slowed down for us because life has gotten real for myself and for my co-host, who is on the line now, Claudia. How are you? Good morning. Can you hear me? Hello. Good morning. Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me? Oh, good. I'm good. I'm here with my daughter, Danny. Just waiting to start the show. Danny. Yeah. Hi. So our show today. Hello, Danny. How are you? Good. Thank you. <laughs> so our show today um, has been named Homeschool Dreams and Socialization. Because a lot of the reason why we haven't been online posting on our blog or recording shows is because life has gotten very real, and a lot a big part of that has been homeschool, especially for Claudia. She's homeschooling high schoolers, and Danny is her second eldest. And what grade are you in, Danny? Now, what grade am I in? I'm in tenth mm-hmm. grade. Her level. 10th grade, so she's in 10th grade, which would be typical sophomore level in traditional school, and Danny has had a lot of big projects, fun projects going on, and so we thought we'd share some of the life that has been consuming us, and in a fun way, so we brought Danny on to kind of show the fruits of that, and Claudia, would you like to get us started? Yeah. Okay, so, um, Danny, you've been homeschooling your whole life, right? Yeah. So what's your favorite subject in school? Reading, definitely, mm-hmm. and history. Reading, history. So um, tell us what happened this last week. Okay, so last week I was invited to the Harmony School of Excellence in El Paso, Texas, to talk about my new book for National Read Across America Day, Dr. Susan's Birthday. Very cool. So this new is, book, that means book? there's more than one? Yes. I was actually invited last year there as well for my first book, which was um, it was called Son of the Sea Wolf. And this next book that I wrote is called Son of the Sea Wolf, Fire Versus Water. So I got invited for both books to speak about them. Very cool. So when did I'm you write your quiet. first book? <laughs> I know. <laughs> when did you write your first book? Um, the first book I wrote it when I was 14, and Fire versus Water when I was 15. Now I'm 16. And what, are you working on anything now? Yes. Um, I'm working on more books for this series and books for new series. I just love writing. I write all the time. Very cool. So, um, in Maricela, in last in the last few months, we've been we do our texting late at night because you know we both have full plates, 
but and we've been texting about um, language arts curriculum and what to use in our homeschool with our younger children. And um, so maybe, Danny, looking back, can you help us with that? Can you help, like a newer mom, what works for you since you love writing, you write just for fun, you just, what, what kind of things did you do in your homeschool to help you to encourage that level of writing? Well, I was just really excited to start reading. Reading, well, before you become a writer, you have to be a reader and, like, read a lot and love to read. And so I did. Mom taught me to read when I was very young, when I was, like, three. And when I started writing, like, she was really nice about it, about everything that I would write, and she would listen to my stories. And when I would write something, like even if there were like several mistakes in there or grammar problems, she didn't like just automatically correct me or give me a list of things I did wrong. She'd tell me what I did right and that and that helped a lot, like with my confidence. And then as I got older, my writing got better. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. So how did you develop a love for reading? How did you develop a love for reading? Well, Mom read to me a lot when I was little. Like, ever since I was born, she's been reading to me. And so I guess that just made me want to pick up a book and read it for myself. I used to carry books around all the time before I could even read and just try to sound out the words. What were your favorite books growing up? Mm-hmm. Well, I liked I liked books with poems in them. I loved poetry and fairy tales and books about animals, which are which I still like. <laughs> well, you're writing about animals. Yeah, I'm kind of writing in that genre now. <laughs> So um, for a kid or a parent that has a child who doesn't to read or maybe um, we started off on the wrong foot and the child is now reluctant to read or scared to read, do you have any suggestions on, on how to turn that around? Well, maybe reading to them might help and like, Maybe if they get to, like, act out some of the stories, like if it's a more active child, like mm-hmm. playing, like acting it out and making it come to life, or reading about something that they're mm-hmm. interested in. And then they'll want to start, they'll probably want to start reading about it. Yeah, like I had an example. Um, our little boy, he's a typical boy, very active. Um, I think he'd rather go play than read if you give him the choice. So, um, mm-hmm. or he has like favorite, um, he likes to watch Rescue Bots. That's his favorite TV show. And he like, <laughs> so we just kind of laid down the law nicely and we said, we love you watching Rescue Bots. I love watching Rescue Bots. <laughs> we I all highly do. recommend Rescue Bots. It's, <laughs> it's actually a really fun show. I know. All of the teenagers and myself were all addicted to it. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, so we said, we love watching Rescue Bots. It's so fun. We're going to do it together every Thursday night and Friday night. Those are our movie nights. 
And so if you want to not watch a movie, mm-hmm. you can watch We can stay up watching those and make popcorn. And those are special rescue bot nights. But on the other nights, so that we can make sure we get to watch rescue bots, we're going to have the same kind of party, but it's going to be, you know, on mom's bed, um, but we're going to read. And at mm-hmm. first he was like, oh, okay. But he knew it was a means to an end. And um, mm-hmm. so it's just, we just kind of tricked him. And um, mm-hmm. I won't lie to you, like the first, you know, the first book, he'll be like, oh, he knows he has to be there. But if you pick good books and fun books, engaging books, like Winnie the Pooh is good for his age. Both of our babies love Winnie the Pooh. Um, Berenstain Bears. Berenstain Bears are so good for that age. And the ages are um, our little girl, three and a half. She just turned four, and he's five and a half. The Berenstain Bears are mm-hmm. awesome. Um, anything in a series like that, because you finish the first book, you don't even let them breathe. You start the next book, you start the next one, and it kind of like the Rescue Bot series. Like you get drawn into the life of those characters. And so that that really works for us. So five nights out of the week, the kids read. And then um, if we had a particularly busy week, um, then on the movie nights, you know, quote, movie nights, um, I'll say, okay, we're going to do our movie night, but um, we're going to read a couple of books first. And we don't get a lot of um, fighting from that, huh, Danny? No, because they know that they have to read before they can watch movies. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think for the parent, it's really, like, I've experienced it, like that little pushback from the kids. It's really just kind of ignoring it mm-hmm. and getting through it. And, you know, give them five, ten minutes, and they'll really be into the stories if they're good ones. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So what is your um, writing process? I mean, I'm really impressed that you've written two books and you're working on your third when I can't even get the inspiration or thoughts to write a blog post. <laughs> so I mean, how, how, how do you put your ideas together and get it into a full story? I mean, you don't have to give me the full details, but I don't know. Like, how does a 14-year-old become a author? I'm impressed. Start from the beginning. Tell her about your first story. I think that would be good. Okay. Um, so um, the first story I ever wrote, like this might be good for little kids to get them to want to write. I drew, when I was about three or four years old, I drew a bunch of pictures and I put them together to make a book. And then I went and I showed it to mm-hmm. my dad. And he was all the pictures and I told him it was a book. And he said, where are the words for mm-hmm. it? And so... I looked at all the pictures, and I strung them all together to make a story. And then I went back, and I told my parents the story. And it had a beginning, a middle, an end, and a moral, and they were pretty impressed. Mm-hmm. So that's how it was like. Awesome. Now my writing process, yeah. <laughs> now my writing process, of course, is different. It usually starts, like, first you have to feel inspired by something, like, usually I go outside in nature or read a really good book, and then I feel inspired. And then I come up with the story in my head. Like, I just start thinking up stories. Like, sometimes I test it out with my dolls. Like, I act it out. 
and I just go through a long time in that process of thinking over the story. And you'd be surprised how many mm-hmm. different turns a story takes until it reaches the finished product. Like every time I write a book, it's always extremely different from what the first idea was, but every change I take, I make for it, it gets better. Mm-hmm. And then comes actually writing it down. It helps to like sometimes write a chapter outline and just write what each chapter is going to be about. And then, and then you just start writing chapter by chapter. And a lot of times, for like every book, I usually end up starting over from the beginning a lot of times. Like the first mm-hmm. book I ever wrote, Son of the Sea Wolf, um, the first version I ever wrote, I wrote the full book and then it got deleted from my computer somehow. <laughs> and so then I just, oh, no. <laughs> I felt so terrible about that. And so then I just wrote another one and it came out so much better than the first one. And so mm-hmm. I'm actually glad that happened, even though I felt pretty bad about it at the time. And this book yeah. that I'm working on, a book that I'm working on now, I just have an entire folder on my laptop titled Scrap Ideas. And oh, I've wow. already like I've already put three tries for this book into the Scrap Ideas folder. And there are like so many things in there like like starts or alternate things that I just started over with. And always the finished product is way better than how I could have imagined it. That's awesome. And <laughs> the publishing the publishing part, tell us share about that. Was it like a publishing company? Were you are you self published? Like how how does someone go about getting their book out to the public? Well, when we first, when I first wrote this book and we decided to try to get it published, first we looked up a lot of publishers to see if we could get it officially published, but everything was so expensive and risky, and it's just, it almost seems impossible for a new author to get published like that. And also I've learned mm-hmm. that for new authors, it's, it's extremely hard to get published unless you have an agent and things like that, and we didn't have any of that. So we went to this mm-hmm. website called Create Space where you can self-publish your own book. And so that's what we did. We have to upload the chapters and the pictures, which were really hard to put in. We put pictures in the second book. And it's just a very long, complicated process, which my mom, she was a really big help for that. She, like, did all the work for publishing it. But, so, yeah, we self-published it. I would love to be published by a real publisher someday, but I guess you'd need connections for that or something. Well, it's baby steps, I'm sure, right? Like, you have, you're only 16. (laughs) You already have (laughs) a book published, working on the third. I mean, you've already been on newspapers, been invited to different cities, to talk, you're online. I've seen all those pictures <laughs> and <laughs> articles. So you've gotten pretty far for a 16-year-old. So that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I'm really, so I'm what really are thankful for that. Yeah. Well, what are your dreams? My, my dreams, well, 
Well, every author would like to write a bestseller someday, so that's one of my dreams, and maybe have some of my books turned into movies. I would like, I would also like to be a screenwriter, and I would also like to, well, one day I'd like to open a library someday, like a classical living books library, because mm-hmm. I got, the reason that I became an author was because I got to read all those good, good classic books, which helped me to write. And, well, a lot of kids don't have that opportunity. They don't have those books available to them. So I would like, I would like mm-hmm. to be a part of bringing books to people. No, that's awesome. So your mom wanted me to ask you the million-dollar question. <laughs> which a lot of people who don't homeschool have this question. Um, so you've obviously loved reading. You obviously have educational strengths. So you have dreams um, related to your educational background. Um, but can you socialize? Are you able to talk to people outside of your house? Have you been socialized? <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I hear this all the time too. Like a lot of people about homeschooling ask, "What about socialization?" And I've never had that problem. Like I used to think of myself like as a shy person, but then when they invited me to that school for the first time. They didn't tell me anything what to do until the last second. They just gave me a microphone and said, now you're going to read a chapter in your book, talk about it, and answer questions. And they kind of just, like, put me out there. And mm-hmm. and both my parents were wondering, like, how is she going to do? Because I never did anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And so then, so then I went up on stage and both mom and dad, they were really surprised because I did really well. I had an answer for every question. And dad said it was like, <laughs> dad said it was like he threw me into the pool for the first time and I won the Olympics. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. and this time they had her... Um, the first time she went to the event, it, there was about 700 students at the school. The school was a little more organized, and they purchased books for every classroom, every every single classroom. Um, either it's K through sixth grade, either had the teacher read the book as a read aloud to them, or the older kids read it themselves. So um, that was another mm-hmm. perk about self-publishing is that, um, or, or just about getting your materials out there, not waiting for a you know big publisher, is that. Um, she got feedback from 700 people who were knew her book, knew her characters, loved her. Like she was like a rock star. I'm telling you, it, we our faces hurt from smiling for <laughs> weeks. You know, yeah. Um, but this time, um, they they didn't plan as well, and so we um, not everybody read the book. So they asked her, "Can you please come up here and you know retell the story?" And I told her just the night before, mm-hmm. I think they're going to ask you to retell the story. And, so, you know, this goes back to socialization, like how you can, you know, people are worried about how you're going to be able to relate to other people or speak in front of people or, you know. Um, 
And she did so mm-hmm. well. She's like a a true storyteller. She just got up there with the microphone again, no preparation, and um, four times in a row in four sessions. There, each session um, she spoke to about 250 kids, so this time it was about 1,000 students. Um, she oh, got up that's there, crazy. It was amazing. I don't. I couldn't do that. She got up there two questions. <laughs> Me neither. You know that that were. I know. <laughs> like without having the questions in advance, the kids just lined up and came up to the stage and asked her questions. And then she um, stopped. And then she proceeded to. Um, she used her sister's artwork from the book. We could only put black and white pictures in the book, so she, um, her sister, reproduced the painting, the original painting drawings. She reproduced them in, in a, a bigger format, a larger format, so all the children could see them. Oh, my and goodness. Danny, you, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. i got to show you pictures. Um, so she um, went up there and retold the story, and she's a natural storyteller. It was beautiful and captivated. I told her she doesn't have experience with public I mean, she's not a public school student, so she doesn't know, right? But I was telling her, mm-hmm. yeah, to keep like a little, a small auditorium of people like that, um, little people like that, captivated, listening yeah. to you, yeah, not talking while you're talking, not you know throwing spit was not <laughs> good job, <laughs> like yeah, like I think that's what they teach principals, you know, Absolutely. because I couldn't do it. <laughs> so that right when she was doing that, when she was just excelling like that, um. Well, I don't think that's the moment. I think it's last year when the students would come up to her afterwards. They were given the chance to come up, get autographs. <laughs> Everybody wanted my autograph. <laughs> and and talk to so her. Cute. They her. They bring her like um, very personal little gifts, and tell her we want to be just like you. And I took pictures of you know like last year. I have in my head the pictures of the older girls, like the sixth graders, looking her straight in the eye. Danny looking yeah. at them straight in the eye you know, putting her arm around their shoulder, hugging them, saying, you can do it. You can be a writer. You can, and uh, mm-hmm. inspiring them and being one of them. And I was, that's when I was like, well, what about socialization? <laughs> Aren't you worried yeah. about her? You know? <laughs> yeah. Another thing that caught me off guard when I went to school for the first time, so I was going from classroom to class. Like, after I went to speak in the auditorium, I was going from classroom to classroom, and in one class, they said, oh, good, you're here. We usually play a dance video before we do math class, like, so we can, like, you know, I don't know what they called it, but, like, I think just so they could get, like, their excitement out. Yes. And they're like, mm-hmm. and we were waiting for you to do it with us. Mm-hmm. And if you had seen me, before, oh, cool. if you had seen me at that moment, because I didn't even dance in front of my family. I was extremely shy about that. But I didn't want to, like, disappoint anyone or act like I was stuck up. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just started doing it and, like, enjoying it with, like, the whole class. <laughs> and I could see mom and my mm-hmm. sister looking at each other like, who is this girl? <laughs> so I was doing That's it again. Awesome. So I did it again this year. And then after I just told mom, you know what? I am not shy anymore. Like, I can never, in truth, call myself shy anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, no, you know, what? Well, she's... Um, so you, you learn something new about yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, of course, like, my 
not everybody's going to get the chance to go in front of large groups and, you know, give speeches and do stuff. But um, I think the shyness was just in her head. She just thought, I'm homeschooled, so maybe I'm shy. Like, you take in what the world is telling you a little bit, you know, but she was mm-hmm. not shy either. Um, I'm around mm-hmm. four years old. I remember um, the girl being at the pool and there being a new little girl on the other end of the pool and Danny swimming all the way to the other end and saying, um, hey, what, do you want to play this? Like, my sisters had asked me to do that. Mm-hmm. It's because when I was little, I don't think, like, when I was little, I wasn't that shy. And then as I got older, it just started getting more like that because I was older and more self-conscious. And so from mm-hmm. about, like, eight years old to 14, I was just kind of shy. And then and then now I'm <laughs> not now I'm, like, giving speeches in front of schools and dancing in front of classrooms, and, like, I'm not shy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. you, sorry, I'm being distracted by my son. But um, I know you participate, I mean, aside from speaking in public places because of these awesome books you wrote, you participate in activities, right? I mean, I just saw pictures of you in the Nutcracker, right? Oh, yeah, that was that was great. I, I believe you took martial arts as well, and you were taking language classes or something. I mean, tell us about all that. Well, I did take martial arts. I got to take them when I was 14, I'm pretty sure. And it was the best, the best experience ever. I really loved that. Like, before then, I felt, I don't know, I just thought that I wasn't a strong person or that, and I, that that really boosted my confidence. And I don't know, just when I was there, I felt strong and free, and I loved doing martial arts and, and doing ballet and I did ballet. It was it's so much fun. I love dancing. So, um, since we're talking about socialization, um, when you showed up to these events, to these extracurricular activities outside our home, um, did you have any trouble getting along with those other kids or making new friends, or did being homeschooled keep you back from being normal? Not really. I mean. I didn't, well, in martial arts classes, there's, like, you're not supposed to talk to the other students. Like, you're supposed to, like, listen to the teacher, and, like, it's very disciplined. So that was the first, one of the first extracurriculars I ever did, and I fit right in. How about golf? Golf. I did did golf in the summers. I do a golf camp in the summers, and it's fun. It's okay. Like, I get along I get along with people and it's not it's not a hardship or anything for me. Like I don't see why yeah. just because you're homeschooled that means that you're not social or that you don't have people skills because my sisters and I we have never had this problem. Like we've never felt different from anybody just because we're homeschooled. And my older sister Brisa, it's like no matter where we go like Everybody loves to talk to her, and she's, like, the cool person in the group. (laughs) (laughs) 
And in our whole school group, like, mm-hmm. already everybody knows that she's going to be making the decisions and she's going to be a leader. <laughs> oh, well. That's cool. Well, yeah, I, th- I think um, uh, I've been chatting with other homeschoolers, and what's kind of come out of it is just the conclusion that homeschool kids are just very confident. And whether or not you're out with a, another group of kids, Every day, you do speak to your parents. Every day, you speak to adults around you. A lot of them, um, a lot of them go out and do errands with us, and we're out in the world <laughs> regardless. And because of that confidence, it doesn't matter if you're in a classroom every day. You have the confidence to speak to to people of all ages, and that's just awesome. Yeah. All right. So we're at, we're yeah. at the end of our show. Any last thoughts, Claudia? No, I just want to encourage anybody who, um, if you have other reservations about homeschooling, um, don't let socialization be one of them. Um, I think that you, um, it, just on that one topic, you grow very healthy kids. Um, all your kids will have different um, personalities. You'll have some shy ones, some outgoing ones. I had some, sh- a couple high, shyer ones, you know, but um, as far as them being out there, being kind humans, um, it's going to be good. It's going to turn out good. So trust it. Trust whatever God has put in your, on your heart. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you both for this awesome interview. And to our listeners, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>